0: test your luck in the shadowy world at the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
1: Alexa how many trophies has Craig Levine won? <laughs> Today's episode of the Ferris Scottish Football Podcast A very ill episode of the Keris Scottish Football Podcast The podcast that can count on zero hands how many trophies Craig Levine has won <laughs> I am Craig Cairns and joining me today is a man who tweets for a living, it's Robert Borthwick. Hello there And a man who counts for a living, it's Craig Anderson Hello <laughs> Today we're going to go through probably the most boring weekend of Scottish football there's ever been um, Apart from, I mean, well the two league games didn't seem the most exciting Semi-finals, there was all that build up Huge build-up, all the furore over all the decisions that were made, and then, in the end, we got one good half from one team, and the rest was was pretty, pretty poor, really, wasn't it? It was, I
2: I mean, it, it's, it's difficult, to, it's very rare that uh, my team is involved in semi-final weekend, uh, regardless of competition, um, so obviously I had a vested interest in one game, um, at least, and... I found that interesting purely from the nerves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I, I, Looking past it, um, the first half of that game was poor. Really poor. I mean, Hearts had one shot on goal. Celtic had one shot on goal. Um, a lot of it was very bitty in the middle. And then you look at the Rangers-Aberdeen game. Rangers, probably a better team for the vast majority, but Aberdeen more experienced than Rangers in the semi-finals and, and more versed in it. And then that was pretty much that. But yeah, it, it wasn't two of the greatest spectacles because we said so often... On this podcast That League Cup semi-final weekend Is one you always look forward to Because so often You get great games Are or, or
3: really Like fantastic moments and that's Kind of flattered to see That we was it. One fantastic moment Across two games Which was A winning goal for Aberdeen And apart from that Well Ryan Christie's goal Was a belter Well yeah it was a belter um, But it was I kind mean, of a, a meaningless goal If you know what I mean they were The game was probably Away dead. anyway And so it's kind of less I, I mean yes it, It's a show real moment But Yeah And it's
1: not to take anything way from uh Celtics victory or Celtic's second half performance because they were they were excellent and they, and they could have um, they could have won it by five or six in the end of that. But we'll, we'll rewind a little bit. We'll go back to the start of that game. Um, the I suppose the, the the most interesting thing to begin with was Hart's team selection. No Callum Morrison after playing pretty uh, pretty well so far this season. Bozanic <coughs> played himself into a. Uh, into a starting role over the last few games I mean there was an argument to say he, he should have kept his place But it was maybe a little surprising that he started out on the right Rather than rather than the centre
2: Yeah I, I think that if you've got Lee and Harring fit You have to have them in the middle together Because this season as a partnership in the middle They've been fantastic <clears throat> you know, they're, they're both shown that they're good passers of the ball But they can both break the game up as well they have different qualities, but they complement each other really nicely in the middle. So you can see why um, they opted to keep those two, Levine opted to keep those two in the centre. Um, but yeah, I, I think Bazanic, as well as he did do against uh, Aberdeen and Dundee in the two games that he's played, he's still the logical one to come out and allow Karen, Callum Morrison to be in the team because... He's, Cal Morrison's a 19-year-old laddie. He's got an incredible engine. So, you know, the fact he played 290 minutes in the, the week before, that shouldn't really matter. I think, you know, you can't say that you're protecting him for that reason. Tactically, it doesn't make much sense either because Kieran Tierney is going to be bombing up and down and if there's one guy in the heart squad that can match him, not for strength, but certainly for pace and for, for energy, it's Cal Morrison. And you saw in the second half Celtic, so often we're just pounding down the left-hand side, um, Kieran Tierney flying. And you didn't have a Cal Morrison to, to track him back And that was, yeah, I, I mean It was the first thing that everyone noticed Was the fact that Morrison wasn't in there Despite the fact that he had, had two assists in two games
1: in the two games previous. And Rodgers noticed it And I think Kouassi had already taken a bit of a knock but he brought Kuasi off and brought on Sinclair because I think he saw that Bozanic was kind of drifting into the centre. That,
2: that changed the game, not the fact that Sinclair came on, the fact that Kuasi came off. I was <laughs> devastated. Yeah. Uh, that I asked him to Gary next to me, yeah. I yeah. said,
1: Not only was I gutted when Semyonovic got carried off midweek because he's always <laughs> terrible against Hearts, then I got to the game and saw Ayer's name on the team sheet and I was like, fucking hell, I thought at least Henry was going to be playing. <laughs> and then, yeah, Kuasi um, gets brought off. And even though he'd taken a knock when he when his number went up On the board He was kind of like Me? Me? Yeah. So he was even still surprised But how much of it Was because he had taken a knock And how much of it Was a tactical change By Rogers? I'm not entirely sure But that did mean that I mean single back in half But he was one of the best players On the pitch Yeah well that
3: was the thing I think with Kouassi I think there was a part of it Of Rogers using knock As an excuse yeah. To undo A very very odd It played into his hands, his hands. Oh, Yeah you could see what, I guess you could see Why he picked him Because he wanted to Be physical against Hearts And have you know, Kwasi and Cham in the middle of the park and make sure they didn't lose the battle. But as it turned out, actually, taking him off and then, and then they lost Cham as well from the middle of the park and they had a, essentially nothing in the way of physicality in the middle of the park. But that actually played into their hands because it let them play football. And I think it was... I think it's something that Hearts have taken advantage of a little bit this season, which is teams being a bit fearful of them and stopping playing their own game against Hearts because they've wanted to, you know, match them up and make sure they didn't get bullied. And... They, you know, they've taken advantage to win games by being better at the physical side than other teams are, but as it turned out, when Celtic did what they're better at, which is playing football, they were much better than Hearts. I think that's,
2: you know, it's a compliment to Hearts in a way that, that Rodgers tweaked his line-up to, to play Hearts, not to play his own game, almost in the middle of the park, by playing crazy and, and not, you know, playing the sort of flair player players like Sinclair or whoever else. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bigger pitch. And you've got to remember that Hearts at Tynecastle are going to be tough for most teams Because they know how to play that tiny wee pitch And it means that you can get right in their face Straight away But this was the exact dimension of the hand in um, Celtic were They're a much better ball playing team than, than Hearts there's, there's no mistake about that you know that's, that's an absolute fact And they should have played like that to start with Towards the end of the first half, they did get more chances. Rogic had more control of the game. Yeah, the, that was was one of the disappointing
1: wide. things was the amount of times that Hearts gave up possession um, and I know... we'll get the, to pass, how, the passing in the midfield was atrocious. It was. Uh, we'll get to how they actually conceded the goals in the end, which is a bit disappointing in of it itself, but even before that, I thought it was just a matter of time for itself to take advantage because even in the first half, like I've said, both teams weren't very good in the first half, but... Um, Towards the end of the second half, as you mentioned, Hearts just started giving the ball away in the centre of the pitch so often. And not only that, but they were allowing Rogic to get the ball and drive in areas where he's at his most devastating. And we were lucky that he had... I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't poor, but um, we were lucky he had a slight off day in the sense that he didn't ping one in the top corner like he usually does when he gets that kind of space. I was saying this after the game. Rogic was one of the best players in the park without playing well. It
2: doesn't make any sense, is, is that good? That, you know, because that's
1: because when he when he's at his best, like I'm saying, he's pinging one of them in yeah. the top corner, or he's or he's um he's he's creating goals for others or something. He just he didn't he didn't chalk up anything like that. Like I'm saying, he didn't have a bad game, but uh, I think yeah,
2: one thing one redeeming quality of that Harts midfield is they didn't allow Rogic on Tyler foot within distance of goal, so he never really had the chance to take a shot. But everything leading up to that in the middle third. He was just getting room all over the place. I think, you know, Haring in the first half was okay. I thought he was fine um, as as a
3: defensive midfielder, not as a ball-playing midfielder. I think he, he was okay not putting a, tackles. No, as a right-winger where he popped up about five times in the first half after Cornwall's like trying to, trying to do Cruyff turns out on the touchline, which... Uh, that's that's why we love him. Um, but yeah, I, you know,
2: but aye, thereafter, um, Rogic was getting far too much time and space. He was getting basically in behind the Hearts midfield, so Haring and Lee were almost too far up by that stage. They were chasing shadows, essentially, um, most of the way into the second half, and that's kind of the way it went. But the, the big thing for me is the the lack of leaders now in this Hearts team, because there's no better, there's no suitor, there's now no Naismith. McLean, he's not really a leader. You know,
3: he's he's experienced. He's he's got all this behind him. You know, he's, he's too, too um he's too angry or too temperamental. Yeah, temperamental too belly I, I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. Not, he's not he's not someone you can hang your hat on. Like Naismith is is feisty, but he doesn't let his team down in terms of doing stupid things. Generally, you know, yeah, he he, 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 the, li- he the line a he bit, doesn't. but <laughs> he, he knows that he's a team player very much. McClain's a team player, but not not to the detriment of his own kind of
2: yeah that that lackiness. That, that lack of on-pitch leadership. Um, was really telling. Um especially again, as I say in the second half, um heads went down and didn't come back up. And I've not seen that from this arch team yet, yeah. um until until in this game. You know, the the effort was still there, but there was zero belief. There was zero creativity, zero ways of looking to get back into the game and, and that's you know, that's criminal. But take nothing away from Celtic, um, Ryan Christie came on at half time for Chan, uh, and he was absolutely superb. Um, yeah. he brought the best out of uh, Cal McGregor Who didn't have A very good first half At all um, I don't think McGregor Yeah he, d- he didn't influence The game like he usually does but, think... but bringing Christy on He started playing A better game So did Ryan Forrest So did Tom Rogic Even Edward Who I mean Fair play Hearts got pumped 3-0 And Jimmy Dunn And Clavid
3: DeCamona Were probably two of our better players well, no, I was going to say When, when we're, um, we talked about them You know um, Not down in tools In the second half But you know Being less Aggressive and so on The two set the were Of exception to that They had three goal line blocks between them in the last twenty minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, because the two of them were, were you know, con- keeping keep, keeping everything together yeah, and just gradually man.
2: getting kind of swarmed yeah. Se- by... second second half I thought Jimmy Dunn was again just absolutely superb because we were coming under more pressure. Hearts were coming under more pressure. And he was still, you know, he was Marshall and Edward and then Edward was like, oh, I'll go and I'll go to on now. I'll see what get no change out of him either. So yeah. In that sense, they did well, but the, the game was won and lost in the midfield, 100% yeah. in the midfield. So
1: that's, I mean, Hart set up with a narrow four, obviously to kind of combat the way Celtic play. It was highlighted on Sports Scene the week before how they kind of have uh, McGregor as he started in this game and, and played in the Hibs game, he kind of drifts in and it gives them this kind of box of four central midfielders. So that was obviously, they were trying to counteract that, but we've, we've already spoke about one tactical change that... Um, that Rogers made. He was forced into a second uh, half-time when Cham went off and Chris come on. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to point out McGregor, actually. I think that's maybe... I know he can play all these different positions, but I'm I'm actually not a huge fan when he plays that kind of inside-forward role on the left. I thought he got much better even in the first half when he was moved into the centre. And, yeah, he was excellent in the second half. But the guy who's come on and changed the game um, involved in every goal was... uh, I say changed the game I think Celtic probably Would have won, have won the game anyway I think so But yeah. um, he's come on And he's been involved In every goal He's won the penalty He's hit that That uh, very tame shot That um, Zlomal's uh, Thrown in the net took and, a reflection. and he's <laughs> scored a beauty In the end I mean Fair play to Zlomal He's taken full responsibility For it He said it took a little bit Of a nick And, and Zlomal also made Four fantastic saves In that game as well it, what, I mean yeah. I
2: remember John McLaughlin um, A week at Park Thistle Last year let the ball go through his
3: legs That's um, the one mistake he made I And, think so, and yeah. I'm hoping that Bobby is the same uh, I am um, going against Muller In the Scottish Cup as well Was partly that's him. Ross Callaghan that's, that's
2: 100% Yeah That was Ross Callaghan That's my no favourite goal of last season No one but Ross Callaghan
1: let's um, talk about Christie yeah. Because it's been a long time Coming for Christie at Celtic I, mean, uh, I, know he's, he's, I know he's not done uh, He hasn't done nothing As a Celtic player But he's been given a few chances And I don't know This could be the start Or something for I him think,
3: I think playing on uh, Thursday night Probably gave him, gave him a wee boost You know I obviously it was a really poor team performance against Leipzig but he was okay he, he showed up fine and that probably gave Rodgers the belief that actually if I need to I can chuck him in here. Yeah. If you're hearts and you're sitting, you know, you've played very poorly in the first half you've obviously lost your kind of talismanic forward but then you're looking at an already weakened Celtic team who've lost their entire centre of the park and I certainly thought this is where they're there for the taking because Celtic had been very poor in the first half but Christy just took control of the game in the way that, the way that he very really did for, for Aberdeen even. He did it for Inverness, you can kind of remember that was the, the form that kind of got him the move in the first place. But he just, um, every time he got the ball, you thought something's going to happen here. And that made all the difference in the, the performance. I,
2: do, I just really hope that, um, like McGregor, like Forrest, like Stuart Armstrong, um, Rodgers can almost transform yeah. um, Christie from being maybe not the most confident guy on earth yeah. um, you know playing with a bit of lack of, of pizzazz and all that kind of stuff and, and just give him that, this opportunity to thrive because Rodgers has proven that he's, he's turned Cal McGregor James Forrest and I mean he takes a lot of the, the credit for um, Armstrong and rightly so turn them into full Scotland internationals don't miss a squad basically and I'm hoping they can do that with Christie as well because he's got all the talent you, you, I mean we've seen it since he came through at Inverness Aberdeen—he was maybe a bit more of a a, a showy old player yeah. um, to use the term used earlier on. Some games he was absolutely unplayable. It's a bit text
3: well, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it is, aye, it is.
2: <laughs> but you know, some games he was unplayable. At Aberdeen. Other times he he disappeared a wee bit, and that's that's going to happen with yeah. a, a young, attacking-minded uh, midfielder. But there's no reason why he can't come into this team now and make a proper impact in what has been, you know, a well-documented lacklustre start to the season from Celtic. Obviously, they're they're hitting some heights now
1: domestically. Um, but there's no reason why feel, uh, Sorry, Christy can't be a big part of that uh, Before we move on from this game We should probably mention the Celtic defence uh, Benkovic and Ayer absolutely strolled it Especially um, especially Impressive from Ayer given that it was his first game Back in quite a while and obviously when the game was over They, they took him off So sort of When the game was over as a contest they took him off Obviously because he hasn't played much football recently But yeah, I thought it was a really impressive showing from him Um Particularly because of that, Benkovic he's just continued to do what Benkovic has been like since he came in. Basically,
2: I think um, their, their task was was made a lot
1: easier by Naismith coming off and Amankwa um, not knowing how to play as a second well, forward. Amankwa, I mean, I, 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 I think he deserves. Uh, I don't think he deserves to be made the scapegoat or anything. Absolutely. He clearly not. did not know how to play that position. No, but I, I think that in in terms of what he was told to do,
2: and it's quite clear what he was told to do: pressure them. Every time they get the ball, put pressure on them. Um, run your run like run your heart out. You can't level the fact of unfitness no, um, was, or lack of fitness for Danny MacQuinn. I thought he did fine.
1: Nah, it was just he didn't do anything to relieve pressure what? or to or to trouble any of the centre backs. Not, no, no, he, he didn't. It. But
2: he's not a striker. He's not mean. an a Memphis. you're trying to get you're to go on well, The amount of anything. times
1: Hart's punted the ball at him to him to McLean to Doom to Bozanic, and none of them are good in the air. Yeah.
2: It was... Yeah. Uh... It was... I, I, I mean, the hearts didn't show up. It's as simple as that. The better team deservedly ran out very convincing winners. Um, and just to make another point as well, it was a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was very, very little contact. Uh, christie has been very smart with it. Um, I'm not even sure there was, there was any contact at all. But... Bizaric's put a put he a, put knows a challenge he's given and, and then the, he looks
1: like the guiltiest man on earth well, so, but to use so, the, to use a cliche he knows he's given the ref, at least given the referee the and decision to make from Colum's
2: angle that's a
1: stone penalty I, I thought it was a penalty from where I was I mean I still
2: think it was a penalty the first I, thought was, I thought it was soft as fuck but it was yeah, a penalty the first the time I watched
3: it was. I was like but then but I think the reaction of if you're given a penalty away and you're not even complaining about it it's suggest you know yeah. you've fucked up that you've you've done it it's not even if you know you think I've made a daft challenge but I've not touched him you would be at least complaining you wouldn't just be like yeah okay and that that to me is enough and um, yeah it was such a stupid it's the worst it's, you said it Craig I think last night it's the worst area of the park to give a penalty away or the worst area in the box to give yeah, a penalty away yeah. it's a player it's who is going away from goal just leave him for him run. where's he going yeah. I
1: don't know yeah I know. It was very, it was very infuriating, like even as as inept as hearts were um to give up the first goal in that manner, uh it really it really was disappointing. But fair play to Celtic, like I said, could have been five or six in the end or well worth the victory. Uh, and they will be facing Aberdeen in the final after Lewis Ferguson scored the only goal of that game <laughs> to put them into the final. Yeah, I mean it's a nice wee storyline. It is a nice wee storyline of seen least least by Rangers. Um Obviously, um, it's well documented about his his dad and his uh, and his uncle. but um, I thought it was uh, interesting to see uh,
3: Derek McInnes put uh, Alan McCoyst in his box so, with the question after the game. You guys might not have seen it because you know <sighs> in the pub or whatever, but McCoyst basically made a comment along those lines about, yeah, I'm not sure be his dad and his uncle would be happy, and Derek McInnes was like, well, I think you need to give Lewis a bit of credit. And he's, he's his own player. He's a fantastic player. And yeah. You can see McCoyst kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, you know, what McCoy, McCoy's attempting pattern,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and even so still, Derek McInnes in
1: was it. in the was in the the Aberdeen end, and you can not, imagine. Not, the not can Derek be, McInnes, Derek Ferguson. Derek Ferguson, sorry, yeah, that would have be been really funny. <laughs> uh, Derek Ferguson was in the Aberdeen end, and. The guy, type of guy, he comes across. He would have been, he would have been yeah, celebrating that I goal as if he was an Aberdeen fan. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Anyway, you mentioned the pub there. That's exactly what I was doing. Uh, there was no sound on. I was pretty drunk by this point. It was a free bar after the after the Hearts game, and then. But so by the time this game came on, um, I was a little bit drunk. Wasn't the most exciting. Uh, it seemed, but even with just kind of one eye on it like that, it looked like. Rangers dominated large parts of it in terms of having the ball a lot but um, they either either Sadiq was going offside <laughs> 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 or they just weren't creating anything and it just looked like it was a game that was screaming out for a half-decent forward at either, right. so, either end of the pitch.
3: So we talk about Sadiq here. I don't know if you remember the guy Savio Nsereco that uh, West Ham signed and he was an Italian under-21 international and West Ham paid ten million quid for him, and I watched him for about ten seconds playing for West Ham, and I was like, "There's some dodgy business going on here. Some that this guy's not a footballer. Like a baby. he, never, he does not know how the to man play you're football. Saying baby. Yeah, exactly. All those things." That's what Sadiq looked like There's no way he's a footballer He's not a footballer he's He scored
1: What is it Something like Seven goals in 12 games For Roma last season Or something like those. Or maybe no, Was it, was it also, on loan no, he was
3: in the du- uh, Dutch football Which is like Right so it was on loan For Roma like, I, feel like I could Roll Score. some goals Centre forward Busy last year Was uh, Bjorn Johnson Yeah So yeah. Yeah. there you go um, <laughs> he, He's not a footballer He was Hopeless It was
2: Really funny um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna It was It was terribly funny And um, He's an awkward, languid, um, not talentless,
3: but certainly devoid of a lot of talent. But the talent striker. he has, the talent he has, is not a footballing talent. <coughs> <coughs> the so, talent he has is his ability to sort of, of <laughs> his ability to sort of run, and his ability to sort of get in people's way. As soon as the ball came near him, it, 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 nothing. If you want to be a good striker,
2: and you're 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 his sort of physique, you need to have great positioning. Uh, you need to play well if you're back to goal, and you need to be on the shoulder of the man, um, ready to go at, at any time. And he can't do any of those He's things the well. He was on the wrong shoulder of the last man, of the defender. It was, it was, it was hilarious. It was great. But I mean, that, that just shows you um, Rangers' lack of depth up front, because if you've only got Morelos and Lafferty, then there's an issue there. Yeah, that, um, is it too
1: explicit to say that Rangers were a forward away from? winning that game
2: no, no, no. I, I think if, if I think Morelos would have a field day yeah. um, having seen some of the, the opportunities and some of the moves that Rangers were putting together Morelos' movement and his, his off the shoulder work I, and, and his physicality and his link and play, oh, exactly. play he would have
1: been involved in that not just on
2: the end of exactly and in big games you can always rely on Kyle Lafferty as well so you've got to think of that side that um, he's always good for a goal in, in big games so I yeah I, I think, I think it, it kind of is that simple Um, That Aberdeen defence Is very slow Very very
3: slow And they needed someone That could properly Take advantage of that And they they just didn't have it I'm no fan of Ryan Hardy But I think even If he had been playing Centre forward for Rangers In that game He would have have scored He would have done something Aye Um, The the thing I think You you said that Rangers Dominated the game And to me it It wasn't even that Rangers Dominated the game It was that Aberdeen were Abysmal. Aberdeen did, did, did nothing <laughs> in the game. It wasn't the Rangers dominated it. It was like Aberdeen, every time they had the ball, refused to keep possession. And it wasn't in that kind of tactical way of, oh, we just let them have possession. Mourinho was, against, it was, uh, against Barcelona. Bar- yeah. <laughs> it was literally like every time the ball went near an Aberdeen player, it was like they'd, they'd never seen it before in their life. And I think, as much as McKinnis will now take the audits for, you know, our tactical. It was probably the worst Aberdeen performance
1: I've seen in a game like that they've, We could have said them, we got better after we scored I thought, well there was well, only they, about 5 <laughs> minutes left they, minute. they
3: They relied too much on and, and, I mean, fair enough, they've got through Both the quarterfinal and the semi final Doing it, but they basically Relied on McKenna and Devlin Not making a single mistake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven't considered a goal in the competition I, yet and Both of them were are very good and yeah. The fullbacks were very good Low. Nobody else was very good. Was Lowe pretty good when he yeah came yeah off. he was better, he made he was probably better than, than Considine was before. We kind of
1: said the reason he didn't start is that uh, he just wanted a bit more uh, experience in the team. He wanted the right blend of experience and youth, and he already had the likes of Ferguson and Wright there. So he went with he went with Constantine over. Uh, over uh, over I obviously... was surprised
2: by that because having seen Max Lowe in real life now, mm-hmm. um, I was really impressed with him um, yeah. at Tynecastle. I think you know,
1: he got man of the match. I think
2: I scored as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean at Tynecastle, Aberdeen weren't very good. That's been quite well documented. But Max Lowe throughout the game, um, he was up against Callum Morrison, who obviously is fine just now. But Morrison. Didn't get that much change out of him. It's only when he really went inside, mm-hmm. is when is when mm-hmm. he got that. I'm, I'm I've been impressed with
1: Maxwell um, mm-hmm. so far. Very different kind of left back from from Constantine. Well, ah, on the fact that he's a left back. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a left back. Yeah, um, but he's kind yeah. of like he's smaller and quicker. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, yeah. Totally different types of player. Um, right, where else we go? Like I say, you you guys are gonna have to carry yeah, me in so this one a wee bit. For me, there,
3: there was a few moments in the game, the two yellow cards in the first four minutes, both of which were absolutely unav- unavoidable yellow cards. But I think it kind of when you see the game starting like that, and both teams are, you know, Aberdeen fly at the blocks, kind of have a half chance, get you know, draw a, a booking out of a area, yard, yard, have a half decent chance from a free kick, and then. Graham Shinnie kind of seems to attempt to decapitate a Rangers player with his tackle.
1: we saw. I don't remember seeing the the film, but I remember kind of looking up at one point and all, us all having a laugh at Graham Shinnie getting booked because it's just the most predictable thing in football. Yeah. Graham Shinnie gets it, a booking.
3: But then you're like, you're expecting something from 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 that, and then nothing happened for about the rest like for about another seventy minutes until Aberdeen scored, and. That was the kind of disappointing part of the game And I don't know if it blunted Shinning's game But he he was missing for the entire game I thought in the middle of the park Rangers got so much space and time Um, Koulibaly in the area Koulibaly in particular didn't use the ball well um, Which was really noticeable We've seen him before When he's had the direct opposition He seems to use the ball well under pressure And it seemed like he didn't really know what to do under no pressure Um, Which is odd but I guess it can happen and, and yeah, the game just followed a very odd pattern. Rangers didn't actually create anything. Okay, I mean, as we say, not helped by essentially having a four-five-zero. But um, they just they just <laughs> didn't. We didn't create anything. Aberdeen didn't create anything either. But actually, they did look the more dangerous team on the very rare occasion that they got further. I was very surprised to see Wright getting taken off actually, because I thought out of him and, and McGinn. He was the one that looked like, to me like he was actually going to do something. Again, I thought it was a really poor game um, up until the, the delivery for the goal. Um And James Wilson, an uh, empty shot up front as well. So they were carrying a number of bodies, Aberdeen, as well. And it, it was just, as you said, there was a game where nobody showed up. Stevie Maker come on, and my fucking God, he was awful. And that, I love you, mate. Like, yeah, I think, I,
1: yeah I we all yearned from the so, days when he so was... So
3: desperate for him to come back and... Yeah. But, he's it,
1: been it space was, jammed.
3: but it, it's, it, it's never coming back it was, <laughs> it was an all time I think I think worse than Sadiq's performance in fact when he yeah. came on and well, I don't know where he goes because you're looking at McInnes because you keep thinking why does he keep persisting with Wilson because he doesn't doesn't look like he cares he didn't, put a, he didn't even put a shift in but then you watch Wayne Mays putting a shift in but he's negatively affecting his team his first touch is going 20 yards away from him and you're like what are you left with and then Cosgrove it's Cosgrove what it? It is. Um, <laughs> um, You yeah. start wondering you know, If Andy Constantine we just end up Doing a
1: shift up front it's so weird That they struggled To I mean Rangers Struggled for a striker In this game Because one was suspended And one was cup tied But Aberdeen That's the three That you mentioned there And neither of them You have many confident, much confidence in To go and uh, score Many goals this season
3: I mean And that's why that's why They are struggling In the league And it's why Although they've got To this cup final I, I think they They rode the luck Quite a lot in that if they'd been playing against a competent team like a Rangers that were at full strength, or if they played against either of the other semi finalists, I think even if Hearts had played the way Hearts played against Celtic, they would have beaten Aberdeen. Um Oof. they were. <laughs> I just think I just think that, that you know that you can talk about all this kind of good defensive performance. I don't think it was. I think McKenna has sometimes got a bit of unfair stick in terms of the way he set himself his team up against Celtic. I think yeah. Celtic and Rangers. He's lost games where they've been in it for a long stretch. With a couple of league games, the the year they pushed them quite close in the, the title race, I thought there was a couple of games where they were they were in it. They obviously did beat Celtic and won those games. The cup final, Scottish Cup final, in uh, sixteen seventeen, they they won more than match Celtic um, throughout it, and you know Roggett scored a brilliant goal at the end. But on Sunday, I just thought there was no belief in that performance at all. It didn't look like they were going. Going to do anything It looked like they were there To play for penalties From minute five Which It's not that good A Rangers team
1: No um, uh, But they They got the goal In the end And it was through uh, Lewis Ferguson um, Only scored two goals For Aberdeen Now uh, One was an Overhead kick Against Burnley yeah. <laughs> And the other ones Put them yeah. into yeah. the final So fair like play And what header. is he Is he 19 now Or yeah, is he 19, just turned 19 Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, he he did uh, I mean, Ajaria doesn't look like The most commanding guy in the air But um, yeah, he he bullied him in the air And and bullied it past the keeper Gave the keeper absolutely no chance Fair play to the guy It's not like Rangers to lose a late header At that (laughs) end of hand In in a a big cup game as well (laughs) Do we have any I mean, you've kind of You've Uh, kind of explained it there But do we have any confidence in Aberdeen uh, To to win the final? There's
2: going to need to be a cocktail of um, Circumstances for that to happen, I think um, Celtic, even though the the first forty five um, on Sunday wasn't the best, they just know how to turn up in these big games. Michael Lustig was even saying it today in the press. Um, you know, he, he just said, "Yeah, no, we, we know, we are confident in ourselves that we are always going to perform at a big level. Now we're not scared of it. We've we've all done it six times um, in the past couple of years. Um, I think what needs to happen is Celtic have a bad day." A very bad day and uh, Aberdeen find a striker Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> between now and December the, the 2nd December. They, they
3: need that you know the two semi-finals that Celtic lost the one against Inverness and the one against um, Ross, County, Ross County both uh, of yeah. which were turned on red card decisions and big calls like that they need something like that to happen and they also need M- McKenna and Devlin to show up the way they showed up yeah. yesterday yeah. the two of them were, were so dominant I thought it was such a such a Classy centre half Performance In terms of just Doing exactly what You had to do They need to do that And they need The players in front of them To turn up they look like, Well like again
2: that's, that's that's sort of You know Going back to um, The harsh game So Di and Dunn Did play really well But it didn't matter yeah. it, It's the players in front I think there's so much confidence in that Aberdeen back too. They're, they're so physical, there. They can command their their us area.
1: Have a good partnership there, I think. That, yeah, uh, I mean, Very like you so. pointed out earlier, the, the definitely uh, pace is an issue. Yeah. But sometimes when you're when you're a more defensive team and you're, uh, you're you're very good at positioning, you can kind of make up for that that kind of thing. So, but they do they do they both have uh, a bit of potential there. I mean, maybe McKenna a bit more than Devlin. Devlin's a little bit further on in his career, but they have they do have the makings of a very good partnership there. Am um, I right in saying that's five finals that McKinnis has made it to? Four, four. of them against Celtic. Sorry, I think it's four finals and three against Celtic. Right. Okay. And then the other one
3: was Inverness. Inverness, which they they stumbled over the line. uh, Talking
1: of of shit games, that was was up there. there, uh. (laughs) Right, we're going to move on to another couple of shit games. (laughs) They were in the the premiership. We'll start with the one that you were at, Craig. Um, I, I mean, I say that about the St. John's the game. I don't, that's all yeah, I've they, seen they is the, command, the one is certainly true. Ma- ma- Stop ma- talking Scottish football down. This is <laughs> well, disgraceful. Listen, we've been spoiled the last few weeks. There's been, we've had, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a weekend where there was 26 goals over the six games or something like that. Um, the show we did last week, there was loads, I mean, we're brimming with stuff that we couldn't even fit it all into the podcast. And then this weekend, like I said, with all that build up to the, to the, Super Sunday and it turned out to be a bit of a damp squib and I know I've said I kind of exaggerated a bit and said it was the most boring weekend of Scottish football ever I'm sure it wasn't that boring if you were a Celtic fan but I'm just talking about in terms of quality first half of the hearts game was rubbish if both teams Celtic were excellent in the second half and then that whole Aberdeen Rangers game didn't look very good didn't look like there was much quality at all and now that the game we're gonna get in onto, Craig's already admitted that um yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best either. It was, I, um, I was only joking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I need to separate you two. Uh, <laughs> it. was
3: it was just such a such a poor performance and it's kinda like I, I don't think you can say it's not been coming for Kelly because you can't go behind every single game and expect I, to constantly yeah. win. Um just from the first minute, or not? Sorry, not from the first minute. The first ten, fifteen minutes, I thought was a killer going to pull Hamilton away here. Every time we got the ball, they were you know aggressive, getting into good positions. Hamilton looked a wee bit flat, and then a moment that I thought um, made a difference was um, Stephen O'Donnell tangled with Diggy Gordon. Tangled? Um, tangled? They oh, did a bit of dancing. <laughs> he, he, uh, he had a he had a, um, he had a clash with him in the um, on the touchline and O'Donnell kind of wound Gordon up and it seemed to kind of fire Akis up in a way that they hadn't been up until then and then they started kind of smashing into tackles and started getting in their faces and, and Kelly just, the performance just wasn't there every time they got pressed they were giving the ball away Akis midfield is so aggressive and so um, so physical that every time Tishbola or Power got the ball someone was in their face and they were going back to the defenders and the forwards were pressing the defenders and then it was going long and neither Stewart nor Brophy is that great in there. and so there just wasn't a proper out ball for Kelly. And on the few occasions where we did get out, both fullbacks had had poor games by their standards. Um, Taylor particularly, uh, Brophy was quiet. Brophy, that's I think three times he's played against Hamilton that I can remember since he went since since he signed from him, and he's been trying far too hard against them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stewart had an off day. Uh, yeah, well, was poor. power was the only one I think uh, Craig Fowler wrote a really good article about him about being the kind of underrated yeah. player in the midfield, not not by the Kelly fans. Yeah, you have called him the most sung. sung yeah, I, I think the Kelly fans there. Uh, uh, I would say overrate Alan Power. I really like him, but <laughs> you think he was like the best player we'd ever had. But um, he was very good. But apart from that, the rest the rest was not. Um, I think it was the first time you know we got away with it against the Mirren But Jordan Jones was, was really missed on the left because. Uh, Brighton and Bakari was flitted in and out of the game And had some nice touches But it just wasn't as consistently And a good out ball um, I thought Hamlin were though I, I, I spoke very highly of them last week Even though they got beat But I thought again they were really good um, Just in terms of, of being aggressive And probably until the last 15 minutes Where Kelly couldn't and nick a goal
1: What about What uh... about the absence of Burke How much do you think That had an effect um, Obviously McKenzie Scored the equaliser In the end But um, was 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 he a big miss Yeah maybe I mean I think I, th-
3: I assume Burke Was being rested for, for Ibrox in midweek Because he was 35 And he maybe didn't think He could play um, We've got Aberdeen Next Sunday as well Three high intensity games In the space of, of that time Which is fair enough McKenzie came in And did fine um, I, I think Burke and McKenzie are, are McKenzie's a bit quicker And a bit um a bit nippier, but Burke's a better footballer, but they're roughly the same type of player. Yeah. I don't think I don't think having Chris Burke on the team would have uh, kinda of made the difference. You never know, maybe he's set piece deliveries were doing better and so on, but um as much as Burke's been excellent this season, Mackenzie was fine, scored the goal. I think Jones was a big miss. And then probably not having Broadfoot at the back didn't help in terms of just it was a wee bit nervy Um Scott Boyd is Competent, but Scott Boyd is not a player who should be playing for a team who's sitting second in the Premiership. Yeah, certainly not every week. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it was a it was a good point for Akies in the end. Uh, Canning seemed pretty pleased with it, and uh, it kind of it puts a wee bit more distance between that little bit more distance between them and the, the bottom two. They're doing it again. They're doing it again. <laughs> They're doing it again. They're picking up points where people don't think they would. Ah, no, it's a great
2: point for them. Um, but you know, maybe more importantly than that, it, it sounds like they put in a decent performance. Two good performances in a row, yeah they've only got one point out of those two games but you're playing Rangers and then a flying Kilmarnock. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that what you want out of those two games is one point but I think they'll still be quite happy with that outcome and that's, that's what you know. Martin Cannings Hamilton are, are good at. They're, they're scrapping and they do get the odd point, they, they get the odd win and stuff like that and it's enough to, to keep them going um and it sounds a lot like they they had ample opportunity to win the game uh, let alone well, just draw I mean, James Keatons oh yeah i haven't mentioned that Man, uh, i remember he he had the exact carbon copy myths for hearts um when he played for us against livingston away um
1: I, it defies logic um, How he how can miss that Do you think it's... They were saying In sports That he should have Gone with it with his right foot I didn't think so I thought he should have Just hit it better With well, his left foot
2: The, the way he was The angle The, was... the way he was running And the stride Was was natural For his left foot anyway And he is left footed Yeah But he's just He's just hooked it um, he's, he's just made The completely wrong contact Probably thinking about How he's going to celebrate His first goal And, and however yeah, it it long It's like he's like tried
1: To curl it Not curl it But he's tried to Kind of put it Inside the post Rather than uh, Just put it you know what I mean? Just put it back across where it's come from. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I think basically um, the way it looks to me is the ball's hit his heel as opposed to his instep, which is what he's tried to do. Um, and it, he's just misjudged it. It's probably that plastic pitch. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it bounced. Funny, a um, took a ball. Took a ball, aye. <laughs> aye um, <laughs> lucky he's not injured and out for the rest of the season. Aye, lucky he doesn't play for a team that, oh wait, no, they do have a plastic pitch. Um, no, I, I mean it's a shocker and, and you do see misses like that from time to time. Um, horribly unfortunate and obviously... I, I root for James Keatons I hope he does really well. I think he seems like a a pretty honest guy, mm-hmm. um, decent striker on his day as well. You know, he's he's a very good
1: finisher, despite what we're talking about just now. And obviously um, the, the bravery from uh, coming out with the, the the issues he's been having exactly, uh, exactly a couple of months ago as well. And, you know, it's it's he
2: said that cost his Hibs career. He was incredibly happy at Hibs, um, but you know the the injuries and the, the mental health issues that he's documented gone against him as well. I I, I do. I hope he comes back to to scoring quite regularly um, because yes he's a good striker he's very busy um, got a great left foot on him but as I say there's a history of him missing chances like that he actually missed one against Harps for Hibs uh, in a game that Hibs I think, were 2-0 off in anyway right. um, but this could have been his chance to get it right up Harch and uh, from about 3 yards out he skewed it wide very very similar chance Um, But yeah I mean Going back to Hamilton They'll be delighted With that result Um, They deserved it as well That's exactly it That's exactly it It's it's not just the result It's the performance And what seems to be An upward trend For them just now In their performances as well
1: And another team Who seems to be On a bit of an upward curve At the moment Is St Johnston Who picked up another win this time at home at St. Mirren. They tried really hard not to try their best not to their <laughs> absolute best. Tony Watts, Chris Ibelumo, miss. Is... I'm talking of sitters, yes, we'll start with that. There was Aye. another sitter in this game. It's it is, it's Ibelumo. It's the same chance. It's just a different camera angle. If you had one from behind the goals, it's, you'd see. Like it was I don't want to try and say his name. I I feel I feel like I've lost confidence in trying to say his name, but it was his not worse? His that the, the Scotland striker against Norway? It probably was. But I mean I, I, I think I,
2: the, what, what excuse can, can you give to To Tony Watt in this well, they, were, so they
1: highlighted There was a bobble But even still He's got to kind of He's still got to Finish it He's got
3: the entire Goal team. At.
1: It's he's, not like You know it's like in the middle Of the
0: he,
3: goal He's he, 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 he <laughs> at least He's like Past the post And has a to a bit of an idol says <coughs> yeah, yeah I think I mean obviously I was a One The The um, the importance of that one in terms of it being a massive World Cup qualifier goal where if if he scores that Scotland probably Reach the playoffs for the um <clears> the World <throat> Cup. De, Tony Wattsmith meant nothing because No, of course. They, they, I mean I'm they, talking in a purely football point of view, um, Yeah,
1: I just remember Ul one being a bit closer and I and I- I- a bit more of an open goal. I've never watched whereas it. Whereas Watt in- had about half a goal to aim at I don't know alright we're maybe splitting hairs listen I love Tony Watt it's, it's well documented
2: um, but no it's a shocker and then he misses a penalty as well uh, it's actually a
1: decent save uh, yeah, was not the something. worst penalty in the game aye I, I know aye <laughs> second worst penalty in the game I was listening um, to the radio I was driving uh, through Edinburgh and I was listening to the radio at that point and then I remember the, it was, they had kind of said, they had gone to whoever was reporting on the game and they had said, oh, who's, I think Richard Gordon had asked, who's going to take it? And I said to myself, it's going to be, it's going to be Liam Craig because he, I'm sure he used to be the penalty taker yeah, for St yeah. Johnson. And I thought, they're about to score this one because Liam Craig, for all his flaws, he's actually a quite reliable uh, penalty taker. And then the next thing you know, he's put it over the bar. <laughs> and it was, so, it was, it was, totally it was way worse than, uh, than, than
2: Tony Watts. He's, he's known for putting a, a wee bit of strength behind his uh, penalty kicks. Liam Craig
1: and uh, it's an absolute shocker um, um, but despite all this they still managed to win the game uh, they were 1-0 ahead by I don't know about I can't remember exactly about what's um just after half-time right? Sitter is missed but uh, the two penalties oh, yeah. the two penalties came after Wotherspoon's opener
3: yeah I think it was 1-0 when one when missed I could be wrong um, but yeah it was just you worry for St Mirren when you've got an opposing team missing an open goal and missing two penalties and you still get beat 2-0 and don't lay a glove on them. Um, and he's
1: blaming referees again after the game. saying that week they it, should have had a penalty. So. I
3: said last week of the, the offside goal where it was, fair enough, it was borderline, but he's saying that he wa- last week he said he watched it back and thought that um, Jackson was a yard and a half onside. Then he's half a yard off. How? Um, that, that's when you start worrying about a manager because it's it's not just... In the heat of the moment Thinking your decisions went against you It's a delusion Long after it Yeah That that wasn't a penalty I didn't think on On Saturday either It wasn't definitely Such a weird decision To book him for diving But um, Yeah He just worried about Kearney In terms of Not picking up a win I saw um, I saw someone describe him As the the next Stephen Kenny Which might be um, apt
1: Yeah Um, There's not a good History of Managers coming over from the Irish League To Scotland is they, they don't have a good record Kenny Fenlon. The one he's against Apart from the one he's against yeah, That's the uh, an exception yeah,
3: And uh, like Kenny Shields Kenny have done Shields had was a a good away. a good time Yeah he did and he uh, did Just been sacked from Derry in fact um, or, lost, or left anyway and Kenny Shields leaves when he wants um, <laughs> But uh, uh, Kenny Shields also relegated Morton didn't he Yes he did
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. he did, I did. Yeah. 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 Um, nice. But yeah But no was It was um, He's a highly rated manager But you do always have a worry when, when you bring in managers Just because he Especially He didn't have any connections To Scottish football be Beyond his, uh, his Brother His father-in-law um, Being a former Kilmarnock manager um, That's about it So it's kind of And I, I don't know If that means That his bro- brother-in-law Played in Scottish football For a long time So I don't know What the connection is To, yeah, to yeah, Dean yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, You worry about A manager coming over Who knows nothing About Scottish football And then As much as I said Last week The signings he brought in Were good Obviously Ferdinand wasn't playing And I said last week The fact that they reshuffled When Ferdinand went off To not put Alfie Jones on Made you worry about Alfie Jones And I think Alfie Jones Showed you why he wasn't playing On uh, Previously Because he he Was part of a defence That were rotten
1: Yeah Have we anything else to add On that game?
3: It's going to be some relegation battle this season. I genuinely could see neither them nor not winning a game until about Christmas.
1: Yeah, well, the fact that the league overall has kind of got stronger, i.e. there's more good teams in it, it means that, yeah, those teams at the bottom are going to struggle I've even got, more to get yeah, points. I've got a lot more faith in Jim
2: McIntyre than I do in Oren yeah. Um That's basically that. Mm. Also, Stephen
1: Robinson at Motherwell. Mm. It's, 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 he proved last year that he can't, It remains to be seen whether they will put something together. Big game against St Mirren coming (laughs) up for them Wednesday, I think that is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, at the moment, uh, there's definitely two that are going to be fighting for it. It's whether, and Hamilton, as we've said, kind of look like they're going to do it again and just get enough points. It it remains to be seen whether Motherwell will get dragged into this relegation scrap as well or not. Yeah, pretty interesting though. It will be interesting. We'll leave it there. Um, you guys can get us in all the usual places. I'm not going to list them all. And we're going to go do the Patreon now. And we're going to go look at some impact players. Inspired by Ryan Christie's performance at the weekend. We're going to look at... Uh, and Stevie Mace. And, and Stevie, Stevie Mace. <laughs> we, we go to both ends of the spectrum, aren't we? <laughs> we're going to look at some uh, players who had a habit of... um Coming on and making an impact and some kind of maybe just one off cases where players have an impact. If you want to come and listen to that and you haven't already subscribed, it's patreon.com forward slash tennis podcast. And all that is left to do is say goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry for coughing. Cheerio.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.